The day before Thanksgiving, always a huge NBA slate. We have 12 games to talk about here, so let's not waste any time. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. Again, we'll be talking about NBA DFS. If you guys are interested in the Thanksgiving NFL slate, I do have a video up for that. So also, if you guys missed um, someone like hacked into my YouTube, but like I still have access on my computer, not on my phone. Really weird situation. Hopefully to get it, hopefully solved uh, soon. Uh, but I still do have access for now on my computer. Um, but uh, yeah, and then also I was trying to clear space on my computer, accidentally delete, deleted the little overlay I have in the corner. So now it's just boring just to be there. Whatever. Um, hey, we can still make videos, at least for now. So that's a positive. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, let's recap my lineup really quick tonight. So tonight I was debating a 2v2, ended up uh, going horribly, horribly wrong. It was uh, Ben Simmons and Kevin Herter, or Murray, and Tobias Harris. So it was Ben Simmons and like a six, like a low 6K forward. I think I, pro I don't know. It was, I probably would have won Herter. I don't know what he finished with, but um, Ben Simmons absolutely smashed. Keegan Murray, one of 10 shooting. Come on, man. Come on. Can't do that to me. You can't do that to me. But my, my plan for the slate was... I was leaving myself flexibility with those question marks uh, for the Nuggets. Um, if if Jokic and Murray ended up not playing and Bones Howe not playing, I could have pivoted around to get Bones um, or to get uh, Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon in. I mean, I would have considered Michael Jr. Finally, fade to Michael Porter Jr. Been playing him at least a couple times now with the team to himself. Uh, just every time, ten percent shooting. Finally, fade tonight. Breaking the slate. Absolute smash from Michael Porter Jr. I cannot express my happiness level for him. So, so happy. Michael Porter also took the over on Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon. He scored on prize picks uh, when, you know, Jokic and Murray were doubtful to play. But no, pull an Oklahoma City Thunder on us and get the upgrade. End up playing. All pain. All pain. Also, I withdrew some money on DraftKings and someone hacked my YouTube. I've heard the stories of people hacked in the DraftKings account. I'm like, I'm not getting my DraftKings account hacked, too. I'm withdrawing some money. So that's that's the re it's been a it's been a rough few days for me, guys. Stomach bug, YouTube account hacked. Um Yeah. So um yeah, that's the recap. Uh let's uh now talk about this 12 game slate. Or really quick. Uh, the sponsor to the video, guys, is Prize Picks. If you're not familiar, they are a player pop site. You can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. They have a ton of different sports, a lot of fun to play. So give it a try if you are a first time user. And if you guys are looking for premium content, check my Patreon linked in the description below. All right, so Philadelphia and Charlotte. So I played Paul Reed today, ended up working out in a big, big way. Just didn't matter because Tobias Harris got injured, was in the locker room for a bit. And then. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Keegan Murray, one of 73 shooting. Um, so, it didn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, no Embiid, no Harden, no Maxi. Uh, Harris, Melton, Milton, they're going to run the offense. Uh, Harris said he's going to play after uh, hurting his ankle. Um, you know, these three are going to run the offense. I think, you know, point per dollar. Probably Shake Milton is my favorite of the bunch since he's like $2,000 cheaper. But like all three, in a good matchup. Harrell, Paul Reed, they'll split the center position most likely. Um, Harrell was... Pretty chalky today. Again, I went to Paul Reed as the pivot in tournaments. Worked out in a big, big way. But 
If Paul Reed's going to get more ownership now because of that game tonight, I would rather go to Montrez Harrell. So kind of going to come down to ownership to see what, uh, and again, be interesting to see what happens with the ownership on these two Philadelphia centers. Is it going to flip now? Is everyone going to go to Paul Reed because of the big game? If that's the case, I'm just going to go to Montrez Harrell in tournaments. Um, so the two centers I do have understand, again, it's going to come down to ownership there. No real interest in Daniel House or P.J. Tucker. And then a little bit injuries off the bench of guys like Niang and Korkmaz. Korkmaz is a shooter. He had a solid game off the bench. And Niang still should see decent minutes at 4.6K. All right, on the Charlotte side, pretty straightforward. Rogier, Ubre, Hayward, all fine. No priorities there. That's where the offense is going to come from. P.J. Washington, just indifferent on him. Amazing Plumlee, 5'7", probably my favorite play, point per dollar at least. He's been playing around 30 minutes. The minutes have ticked up. Him and Richards are still splitting center minutes, but again, his minutes have ticked up. Don't think we have to get DSJ or McDaniels or anyone else. Portland and Cleveland. So, no Lillard, Josh Hart probable. I really like Anthony Simons. Um, I basically have been playing Anthony Simons whenever Damian Lillard is out, and it's been working out in a big, big way for me every time. Got him at low ownership last late, went for almost 50 fancy points. It's just his role is completely different, right? He's their clear go-to guy offensively. He's their ball handler. I know it's, you know, not, not I mean, Cleveland's defense has been up and down, but yeah, I like Simons at 7-6. In my personal opinion, with Lillard out, he should be close to a 9K player. So I think he's still underpriced. And then my boy, Yusuf Nurkic, minutes ticked up. Finally, would you play him more? 32 minutes, 35 fiends points, double-double. Good point per minute guy. This is a big front court against Cleveland, too. If Allen Mobley loves, you would think that Nurkic would play a bit more. So I do kind of like him here at 6.4K. Minutes still not guaranteed. He'd still get benched for Eubanks or the you know, small. I, now, I'll be told that they do. But yeah, I like the ceiling on Nurkic if he plays over 30 minutes. Guys like Grant, Hart are fine. Winslow's 4K. He's playable, I guess. I mean, Shaden Sharp's 3.5, like 27 minutes. Yes, you can utilize him for value, but I don't love it. On the Cleveland side, nothing that really stands out. Mitchell, probably my favorite play of the top end guys. Mobley, Allen, will seem priced about right. Love, most likely plays played last game. If he doesn't, we can look to guy Chetty Osman, who played 20 minutes off the bench last game. But yeah, nothing that really stands out for me in Cleveland. Minnesota and the Pacers, good matchup here for Minnesota. Um, I think Cat and Edwards are fine tournament plays, but as always, you know, it's tough to figure out who it's going to be on a night-to-night basis, but more often than not, it's been one of these two. So like their ceiling in tournaments, Gobert and D'Lo are relatively cheap, but they've been pretty inconsistent. I mean, uh, 24, 38, 33, 27, and 20 fans points for Gobert over the last five games. D'Lo, um, 16, 53, 27, 34, 18. So like those guys are still playable as well. The, the good thing on Minnesota is they run a relatively tight rotation, so... Main four guys all in play. If you want to deal with McDaniel's potential foul trouble, you can. But he's in foul trouble like 75% of the time. Slow-mo questionable if he misses. Probably a few more minutes for, for Torian Prince. Nas Reed also been in the rotation. I will mention could mention him because he's such a good point-per-minute guy. And if he finds his way in a few more minutes, um, he could really smash. So he's someone that whenever he's in the rotation, I'm always, and he's if he's really cheap, I always like have my eye on him for, for tournaments. On the Pacers side, um, Halliburton, Turner, those probably my two favorite plays. Halliburton, not cheap, though, at 9.5. Turner, 7.3, also price has come up. So neither are priorities. If you want to look to Buddy Heald, Mather, and Jalen Smith in tournaments, that's fine. Um, don't really know if there's anything else. Nate Smith started last game. I guess he's playable, assuming he starts again at 3.8K. McConnell got bumped up to 4.5. He had a huge game last game, but was in a blowout. So don't put too much emphasis on that. Dallas and Boston didn't win any questionable. If he misses, I would actually guess they start Josh Green. That's who started last game. 
uh, when, uh, you know, I think it was Luca was out and everyone thought Hardaway would start, but they started Josh Green. So I think Josh Green would start. I don't think I would have a ton of interest in him. Pretty bad point from a guy, but I think Tim Hardaway Jr. Would, would play more of Dan when he's out. He would look a bit better. Luca at almost 13K is fine if you feel, you know, you have enough salary to get him in. There's nothing else that really stands out for me on this team. On the Boston side, keep an eye on Tatum news. It's not the best matchup, but if Tatum misses, that's a lot of usage to go around. So Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Brogdon, Horford, Derek White would all look better. Um, you know, of these guys, I don't know if there's any like standouts more than the other. I mean, Jalen Brown would obviously be the go-to guy. Um, so he he would probably be, you know, first guy I would look to, but still would have Anderson Smart, Horford, Brogdon, White. I mean, Grant Williams will play a lot of minutes. Probably not gonna do a ton with the minutes, but he is only 4.9k. So, um, yeah, Boston would look a lot better if Tatum is out. But if Tatum's in, there's no real standouts here. Washington, Miami, tougher spot here for Washington. Beal questionable, Morris questionable. If they are both out, I would guess you see Goodwin start at the point guard position and probably would get some backup run for Will Barton. Last game with Morris out, you saw Bradley Beal start at the point, and then you saw Corey Kispert start at the two. Um We'll keep an eye on news there. If everyone's in for Washington, there's nothing that stands out. I mean, Porzingis and Kuzma are priced way up, so kind of hard to get to anyone. If both Beal and Morris are out, then I think that my favorite options would probably be some of these cheap guards like Goodwin, Barton, even Corey Kispert. On the Miami side, it's really hard to say right now. Um, Bam probable, Hero questionable, Struz got upgraded to questionable, Vincent questionable, Highsmith, Deadman, but like, it's just, I have no idea what's going to happen. If we get a similar, I'll say this, if we get a similar situation to last game where it's just Lowry, Bam, and like a bunch of role players, I really like Lowry and Bam. Um, if you get Hero back, if you get Gabe Vincent back, then not as much. So like, again, it's it's impossible for me to break this down right now uh, with Miami. Luckily, though, that is a relatively early game, 730 uh, Eastern. Brooklyn, Toronto, back-to-back here for Brooklyn. Ben Simmons is the guy that stands out once again. Mentioned that, you know, he was my favorite play uh, on Brooklyn tonight, and he almost went for 50 fantasy points. So um, he's been much, much more aggressive offensively. Uh, He started at the point guard tonight, too. Um, Yeah, I like Ben Simmons. Um, AD, Irie, feel too pricey. Royce O'Neal's just there. Nick Claxton, 5-2. So... I think that's it for Brooklyn. Moving on to Rano. Um, Siakam's out. Scotty Barnes uh, didn't practice and is day-to-day with a sprain. I would guess that he doesn't play. We'll monitor that. Um, if he's out too, then starting lineup, you do have Gary Trent back. So I would guess that they would start Van Fleet, OG, Trent, Thad Young, and then... Not sure where else they would go. Um, Boucher been playing a lot of minutes off the bench. He's a good point per minute guy, but his price is up. Um, Bands questionable. I mean, they could go Flynn. They have Hernan Gomez could maybe pick up a start. He played 32 minutes last game. So um, there's some potential value here for Toronto. But yeah, Scotty Barnes is out. I think Van Fleet, OG, um, Trent all look good. Um, probably Van Fleet, OG being my two favorite options. And then kind of keep an eye on who else is available for the Raptors. All right, Sacramento and Atlanta. Um, price points and Fox's bonus are up, so I'd say they're more tournament plays, but they're still definitely viable in GPPs. Kevin Herter, fine in the mid-range. Malik Monk, always someone I'm interested in tournaments. You already know that Keegan Murray is going to have like a career game tomorrow. It's just lock it in to happen, and I'm going to be on full, full tilt mode. Moving on to Atlanta, um, DeAndre Hunter's back, so 
nothing really stands out. I mean, it's a decent matchup. If you want to look to Trey or Jonte in tournaments, you can. Capello, Kongu are splitting the center mats. Collins been a frustrating player. Hunter's at 5-1. I mean, Adrian Griffin was solid value last game, but Hunter back, he's his minutes are going to go back down. Um, so nothing that really stands out. Denver and Oklahoma City. So it's a back-to-back. Jokic Murray been out for a while, playing on the road. I feel like you could get a spot where Jokic Murray don't play here. Bones also played the first half and then didn't return due to the illness. We might get a situation where we get like Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. teamed themselves, and you already know we're all going to play Michael Porter Jr. He's going to shoot 10% from the field. Going to happen. Uh, but yeah, if everyone plays for Denver, then Jokic, fine for tournaments, and there wouldn't be a ton else I would have interest. On the Thunder side, you know the drill by now. It's, it's Shea, Giddy, Dorter fine in the mid-range. Everyone else just tournament dart throws because the inconsistent rotation. 10-2 for Shea, not cheap, but he's been phenomenal this year. Giddy, Dort, they're just there. And if you want to target some of these cheap guys in tournaments, you can, but um, really hard to trust the rotation. Chicago, Milwaukee, um, I like the big three. I think they're all a bit underpriced here with DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine as long as they don't get blown out. So... Um, I like the ceiling under Rosenvuch Levine. It's just a little bit tricky to figure out who it's going to be. That is a really big game. But they all feel a little bit too cheap. So, like the big three there for Chicago. Um, Io's 4-1. I mean, his minutes have kind of been all over the place. I guess he's playable. He's been pretty bad. Patrick Williams is 4K. His minutes have kind of been up and down, too. He's fine for value. Drummond playing the backup five. Kind of the same thing. What is said about like Nas Reed. Like, if he finds his way into more minutes, he can always smash because he's such a good point-per-minute guy. Uh, Milwaukee, so nothing that stands out for Milwaukee. Giannis has been disappointing of late, but he's playable at the top if you have salary. Drew Holiday, they've been taking it easy on his minutes in his first couple of games back, so more of just a tournament-only play, and everyone else kind of priced up. Yeah, nothing really for Milwaukee. Pelicans, Spurs, kind of the same thing. I mean, I like the matchup here for the Pels, but nothing that stands out. The the top four guys all fine for tournaments with Ingram, Zion, CJ, JV against a great matchup. Um, but kind of in the same situation with Minnesota of trying to figure out who it's going to be on a night time basis is hard. And for single entry players like myself and a lot of you guys, hard to go to on a 12 game slate, right? You're hard to feel confident with this guy. So, I mean, I have interest in all four, but no standouts. Nance playing the backup five. He's fine. Alvarado minutes have been, you know, up a bit of late. Um, 3.9 K he's fine for value, but I think, I think better value would open up, uh, later, um, or tomorrow. The Spurs, this team's been pissing me off, man. It's, they're getting blown out every night. They're just getting popped constantly. I'm really tired of it. I'm really tired of it. Pirtle questionable. Um, Zach Collins, though, is probable. So he's a good point for a guy. Uh, Josh Richardson, doubtful. Um, if Pirtle's out and you get Zach Collins in the starting lineup with no limitations, I like him quite a bit. But he's been out for like three weeks, so don't know if he'd see full complement of minutes. If you want to take shots in Keldon, Vassell, Trey Jones in tournaments, that's fine. Keldon literally shot like one of 20, I think. Four of 20. Um, yeah, that was not ideal. Um, so, yeah, Spurs, they've been pissing me off. Detroit, Utah. Nothing that really stands out for Detroit for me. I mean, Ivy, Bogdanovich, they're probably going to run the offense. They both seem priced about right. Killing Hayes, 5'3". Minutes been a little bit up and down. Just there in the mid-range. Burks at 5K. It's a back-to-back. He could sit out. Bagley, Duran, they're splitting the seven minutes. They're both relatively cheap, so... I think the two centers probably my favorite plays. You want to try to take some shots in Diallo, Knox, Livers, the cheap guys you can. Livers been starting, not been playing a ton. Knox had a decent game so far tonight. Diallo, eh, it's just like, 
kind of gross team. But yeah, Ivy Bogdanovich and then the two centers, probably the top plays. On the Jazz, uh, no Mike Conley again, so you should get Colin Sexton starting. Markton, Clarkson, they both feel priced about right, but it's a good matchup. So uh, those guys do have a ceiling. Olenek, Vanderbilt, you guys know these guys are very frustrating rosters, but when they stay out of foul trouble, they do have a ceiling. And again, it's a really good matchup here. So those guys are fine in the mid-range. Sexton was awful last game, starting 28 minutes, averaging 0.5 fantasy points per minute. But if he starts again at 4-4, I like him. Recency bias will probably keep his ownership low. You don't have to go back too far to see Colin Sexton having good games. So I do have Anderson Sexton. Malik Beasley also shot 2 of 11, but he played 30 minutes. So those two, I think, are solid values. THT, if the game blows out, could play a bit more. Um, he's been good off the bench. So um, cheaper guys, probably my, my favorite target. So those cheap guards plus Vanderbilt and Olenek for Utah. Finally, the Clippers and Warriors. This is a late game, and this one's a tricky one because Clippers on the road at Golden State. Um, no Paul George, no Kawhi, no Luke Kennard. So a lot of blow risk. But if this game stays competitive, you would see at least a few of these Clippers absolutely smash their salary. So Really tricky in how you want to play this, but Vichy Zubac um, against his Golden State front court, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, should play all the minutes he can handle. He's solid in the mid range. I would guess the starting lineup would be Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Morris, and Zubats. Um, Marcus Morris, 5'7. I mean, he probably plays like 38 minutes of this game, so he's competitive. He looks good in the mid range. Reggie, John Wall, they should get a ton of shots up. Reggie's been playing better of late. John Wall had that one bad game, but other than that, he's been solid. Norman Powell most likely starts and gets a lot of shots up. He's been playing better of late, so a lot to like here for the Clippers if you think this game stays competitive. And then I think Terrence Mann would start. Um, you know, at 3.4K, I would say he's probably the least risky just because at this price point, it's kind of hard for him to fail. Um, so I do like Terrence Mann if he starts. Nick Batum probably finds his way into more minutes. I think he's fine at 3-6. So the cheaper Clippers are actually probably the safest guys, guys like Man and Batum, where these mid-range guys are a bit riskier because if the game blows out, they uh, you know they could fail. And then again, so rotation-wise, I think it's Reggie, Powell, Man, or Subots. So I think John Wall comes off the bench. I think Batum comes off the bench. I think you get Boston and Coffee off the bench. And probably, you know, probably a few minutes for Robert Covington, too. Um, so that's why I think the rotation will be, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you think the game, if you think the game blows out, then like maybe you could take a dart and like Offie or Brandon Boston, who's healthy again, but, um, he's been out for a long, long time. So, um, yeah, Clippers a little bit tricky there. And finally the Warriors. So Warriors, everyone healthy. Um, I mean, if you think the Clippers keep it competitive, you can always look to Steph Curry. He's going to be extremely low on, but the ceiling's massive. Wiggins, Clay, Draymond, all kind of just there in the mid-range. Looney's price went down after only playing five minutes, but he most likely plays low to mid-20s if this game says competitive. Um, if you think the game blows out, I mean, you can maybe take a shot in Kaminga, but he's been, like, not been playing a lot in competitive games. Uh, but if the game blows out, he would definitely be on the court in the blowout. So, um, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up the video. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed the content, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Really do appreciate the support, as always, and I'll see you guys in the next one.